Welcome, you are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Dawn Fleming, an attorney turned alchemist, and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. Listen to conversations with courageous souls who've stepped out of their comfort zone and designed a new way of life. They'll share their experiences, wisdom and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. I'm here with Diane Huth and I'm really excited to chat with you this afternoon and learn more about your impending move. I'm so excited I can barely stand it. How did it all come about? Oh, I, I have been working towards this forever. I just didn't realize it. I've always had wanderlust. Um, I, a million years ago when I went to college, I, I got a degree in Spanish and I lived in Spain and I loved studying overseas and I loved living overseas and I loved Latin cultures. And then I went back to the United States and got married and got a job and all those kind of things. Um, and I worked for three years as a Spanish teacher, and I decided that that was not a way to make a living, so I went back to school and got an MBA in international marketing, and that was my passion, because I wanted to figure out how to go back to Spain and that wonderful overseas life that I had loved as an 18 or 19-year-old. It's like, I want more of that. Um, and I got married, and... My husband was in, well, we were both in international business. I got a job out of graduate school with Reynolds Tobacco in the U.S. He got a job with Firestone International. And so they went to transfer him. And I wasn't sure about this getting married thing. And he said, I'm going to Brazil next month. Are you coming or not? So we got married because I had to get married. We moved to Brazil. So I had the opportunity to go and live in Brazil. So I didn't, I spoke fluent Spanish but no Portuguese, so intensive Berlitz classes for a month, and we got on a plane and flew to Brazil. And so we had another opportunity to explore wonderful culture and live overseas, and we were there for two wonderful years. And then he got the phone call that he was being transferred to Portugal. And so it's like, we're going to Portugal. And I was working for Johnson & Johnson, which is a wonderful company. I love working for them. And so I told him I was leaving, and they said, well, we're going to arrange you with our colleague in Portugal. So um, I got hired in, in Portugal before I ever got there because it's a small international world, and so Portugal is a very small company in a, a country in a very small expatriate community, and so the general manager of um, Firestone was golfing with the general manager of Johnson & Johnson, said, I've got this guy coming and his wife, and he hired me. Um, sight unseen. So I landed with a job with the same company. Oh, how fun. And I love Portugal. I just, I love living overseas. I love the adventure. I love learning foreign languages. So it was always kind of in my life what I wanted to do. And then it got the phone call, we're moving to Mexico. You're going to a factory in Mexico. And so um, they had arranged for me to go with Johnson & Johnson in Mexico. And the month before we arrived, there was a major devaluation. And they had to lay off a whole bunch of their people and said, I'm sorry, we can't um, hire you because we're just laying off these Mexicans. We can't possibly do it. It would be politi political suicide. And so I got hooked up with a headhunter, and I joined Frito-Lay, Sabritas, in their marketing department, and I had a wonderful two years working for them until uh, my husband quit his job, and no, we moved to L.A. 
And so I lived in LA and worked, et cetera, but I always wanted to go back overseas. And I'm a white sandy beach person. I, when I was a child, I lived on a white sandy beach. And so white sandy beaches make my heart sing. <laughs> and I've always wanted to be living on a white sandy beach. Um, and so whenever we go on vacation, it's to a white sandy beach someplace, you know, hiking in mountains, somebody else can do, I want white sandy beaches. So I have, I tell people I'm solar powered because I, I worship the sun. It's like, I want to be in sunbeams whenever I have time. And so life just goes on and all these years have gone by and lived in different places. And, and all of a sudden I had a child at 38 and I blinked my eyes and 30 years have gone by. He left me for a redhead. He moved to Oregon and I'm sitting in San Antonio basically alone and saying, I'm an unemployed mom. My child left me. What do you do? I have worked in marketing all my life. The last 10 years I've worked with entrepreneurial startups and there's, you know, 90% of them don't succeed and my 90% didn't succeed either. I put a lot of my money into failed startup businesses and I ended up actually carrying a bunch of debt that I got stuck with through partnerships and things like that. And they have not been successful. And here I am at 68 saying, I don't like my life. All through the last 20, 30, 25 years, my mother has been my best friend. She got, became a widow the same year that I got divorced. I had a five-year-old. I'm traveling on business. We moved in together, and we've been living together all these years. And then she got dementia, and she is gone from Alzheimer's. And I've been caring for her in my home until I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Um... Watching someone you love just become a vegetable is the most horrible thing I've ever seen. My dad dying of lung cancer was a cake walk in the park compared to this horrible eight or ten years just decline. And so I've been caring for her until I just can't do it anymore. It got to the point where she didn't know other people and then one day she didn't know me. And that gave me the freedom to say, I can't do it anymore. And it doesn't matter to her because she doesn't know who's caring for her. And so um, I've been coming to Isla for about five years. I Somebody told me about it. It's like, oh, my God, when they said golf carts on the road, it's like, I got to be there. <laughs> and I booked a vacation here, and I've been coming back ever since. And this place makes my heart sing. And so as I've been going through this personal journey that has not been happy. I feel like I've been, um, I've lost my joy. I feel like I've been a prisoner in my home caring for a beloved family member. And we got to the point where now for the first time, I feel that I could put her in a care facility and I can leave. And so I've been talking about, I want Mexico and my island and I want to live here. And I've been talking about this for years and posting it on Facebook and everything. And so finally, um, I've been teaching university. I've been teaching at two different universities. So I got out of class May 10th. Don't have to go back till August 17th. And it's like, I've been talking about this. And if I don't do it now and do try it on for size, it'll be another semester and then it'll be another year. And I just feel like I'm dying. 
So I made the decision, I want to move, but I decided I need to do a beta test, right? Everybody today, you do a beta test. So I embarked on a six-week beta test, and I'm going home to pack things up. Um, but in my beta test, I said, I have to live, come and live as I would, not in a hotel, as if I would have the same conditions that I would live when I live here. So I rented an apartment, I go to the grocery store, I have to figure out what to do with bottles of water and buy my food and how I'm going to do my laundry and what kind of transportation. So I think that's one of the key learning to share with everybody is do your beta test. You know, there's research, there's visiting, there's making sure. And as part of the beta test, it's living on the island, but it's also I've been actively networking yes, and meeting people. I'm a networker. I teach networking. <laughs> but And I think that's really key because the people are what make your experience. Absolutely. And they're the sources of information. So you network, and I've been networking for two years on all the social media Facebook groups. There's... 10 different Facebook groups that you can join with different, like Yucatan, and there's Islaholics and Isla, and all these different groups and food groups. There's many different groups. So getting engaged through knowing what's going on. And so through the Facebook pages, even when I'm not here, I know what's happening. So I'm in touch. I see the people's names, and I know the places, and I write down, the oh, this is a great venue, and this is a day trip, and this is where people are going to socialize. And so doing that online research has been really important in in preparing for this move. And then coming down here, and then I've been actively networking, so I go out every single night and meet people. I go to luncheons, I go to breakfast, I go to dinners, and I have found um, kind of a favorite um, beach, bar, restaurant, a hotel, a boutique hotel called the Soggy Peso, which is owned by two people from Texas who are semi, who they're retired, and then they built a restaurant and a hotel, and then they started working. Well, you know, that's what a lot of people do. They go back and make themselves jobs. But they're wonderful people. They now have a manager, so they're a little bit more laid back. But that's the American hangout. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I go there every night to meet people. And every time I go out, I make a point of meeting people, connecting, talking, asking everybody how they got here. Very much what you're doing, Dawn, is trying to find the backstory and find common grounds and finding resources of what to do. And so I've been been actively working on meeting people and networking because that's the secret of being happy is having friends and resources so you're not alone. Because moving overseas is scary. Um, the first time I went to Brazil, it's like we got off a plane and it was a holiday. It was a three-day weekend. We didn't have to go to work. We didn't know anybody. We're in a city of 25 million people said. So what are we going to do for three days before you show up for work? It's scary. So having a network built around you is really, really important. The other thing that's important is having a mission. Um, I think it's wonderful. People want to run away from home, but you should also run to something. There are two different parts. One is I'm, I'm actually writing a book about my journey. This is my journey, and it's called The Grown-Up's Guide to Running Away from Home. So I love it. I love I the name. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's to fabulous. Read it. And it's journaling my story. It's journaling my experience and, and what I'm doing and, and you know, kind of life before and what, what you can have. And so one of the things is getting involved. I do a lot of networking in the United States. I was very active in marketing, the American Marketing Association. And one of the things that I teach and I, I coach people is to get involved. You join organizations like a professional association. And so often people stand in the background and wait. When you do join something, jump in, 
take a leadership role, volunteer, get involved, do something because that's going to transform your experience into meeting different people and getting engaged and having a purpose to get up and and to meet new people and have these wonderful new experiences that you wouldn't have otherwise. Absolutely. So I I had a meeting today, and I am volunteering to help the new university that's going to be founded do fundraising and work with curriculum and help them get the university launched. So that's going to be my project. So I have something to sink my professional teeth into when I come here. A mission that I can then use instead of I'm new here is to engage with people and talk to people and get to know people and and find win-win. And so that's what my project is going to be is really to find ways that I can help support the launch of a brand new university, which is a wonderful undertaking. Oh, that's fabulous. And so that's kind of what I've been working on. And so I feel really satisfied that I've kind of found a niche that I will be able to grow and develop and, and enjoy professionally along with I go swimming every afternoon. It's like I realized that working during the day is a waste of time. <laughs> You should not be working inside in an office in the daytime. You should be out playing in the daytime and then work at night. I'm a night owl, so it's easy for me. But I'm, I'm following this routine where I sleep late, I wake up early, it'll late in the morning like at 9.30 or 10 or 10.30, and I lay in bed and I check my emails and my text messages. And while I'm laying in bed, I make phone calls and schedule things for the day, right? And then I get up and maybe I hop in the pool outside and then I come back and have breakfast or a cup of coffee. And then I sit down on the computer and work for two hours. And then by two or three o'clock every day, I leave and I have my favorite little gorgeous resort. It is a, a beach club. It's called Capitan Dolce, Dolce Beach Club. And it's this gorgeous beach club with this huge palapa with actually a sailboat underneath the palapa that, you know, you kind of serve tables around. And they've got a magnificent pool. And so I go there every day in the afternoon and I swim for an hour and I pay my $3 for a bottle of mineral water. And I know all the waiters and waitresses and everybody knows me. And then I lay out on the um, lounge and I check my emails and return phone calls. So this is a way to do business in my life. Um, read a book, take a nap. And then I watch the sun go down and then I go to the soggy peso and have dinner and meet people. And then maybe I'll go into town and listen to music and I'll drive by and get these marquesitas, which are these wonderful little flat crepes that they make with street vendors. They make them very thin and crisp, and then they put Nutella and sliced banana and roll them up, and like that's my treat. And then I go home by 9 o'clock, and I get the computer out, and I work until 2 o'clock in the morning. I've put in six or seven hours, and I've answered all my emails and my phone calls, and I've been a uh, attendant to people, and I make a living, and I can live in paradise. So that's what I have run away from, and this is what I'm running to, a life of joy, because I have not had any joy in the last however many years. And I'm finding joy on a white sandy beach on an island in Mexico. So it's like, what's not to love about this? Well, you'll have to call me the next time you go to Captain Dolce's because I go, we're right there. That's oh, where, are you? That's where we're staying. I go every afternoon by between yeah. 4 and 5, and they close at 6, and 
Sometimes I stay there so long that they all leave, and I know the night watchman, and he comes in, and we he say... He the place down, huh? Yeah. I mean, when you live on an island, everything is open to the air. There's nothing to lock, right? right. People come in off of boats, and so I can just lay on the patio that the liquor's been put away, and I just lay there and watch the sun go down and take a nap and enjoy it, and then I get up and go do something. It's like, this is my idea of living. And I'm still working six to eight hours a day, and I'm still making a living. And now a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castellitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. Welcome back to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast. Thank you so much for being here and we invite you to subscribe if you like what you hear. So Diane, tell us what you do for work. I'm a career coach. Um, I'm a longtime brand marketer, so I do marketing consulting. I'm a career coach. I've written two books, um, and I'm writing my third one, and, and they are career guides. One is for college students. I teach at two universities, which I have to go and resign. Um, I'm going home this week. Do they know? No. I'm going to offer to teach online first. Perfect. Um, they don't have any online classes, so I'm going to offer to teach online, and if not, I have to turn in my resignation, but that's okay. Um, and then I'm a career coach, and I do consulting and write resumes and teach LinkedIn. And I sit in my office all day at home in San Antonio on a computer and a phone, and I can sure do that on a white sandy beach. Yes. I don't have to be behind four walls to do that. And I can build this, this schedule around joy of life and being out in the air. I feel better, stronger, more fit. I'm swimming for at least an hour a day. Sometimes I hop in the pool three times a day. Um, sometimes only one. But isn't that the life? And you can do that all year long. Yes. And it's like wonderful. And yesterday, I signed a, a year lease on a swimming pool with a house attached to it. <laughs> so I have this precious little Swimming pool and lovely patio at a two-bedroom house, Mexican, lovely, beautiful Mexican kitchen with everything open air and uh, a front patio and a wonderful American landlady who's a single woman about my age, a little bit younger than I am. Um, and I'm going to be moving in 45 days. So my beta test has been an outrageous success. I'm very happy. I've met all my metrics. I've met my objectives. I have, you know, if you if you can are still happy on an island after 30 days, you're okay. You know, a lot of people might be stir crazy or, you know, bored. Like I'm not bored. There's something new every day to do, to experience, to learn, people to meet, things to do, and the challenges to face in life. Uh, my my last book is called Reinvent Your Career: Beat Age Discrimination to Land Your Dream Job, and part of that journey is 
you know, that I write about and that the and I write to chronicle my life and to solve things. And so that was basically my journey is I'm 68, I'm unemployable. I couldn't get an interview for a job that I had rocked 20 years ago. So I have become unemployable because of age. And what I've realized is I don't want to compete with a 24-year-old for stuff I did 30 years ago or 20 years ago or 10 years. So we as humans reinvent ourselves every 7 to 10 years. If you think about that's what a sabbatical was. And that goes back to biblical times in universities. Every seven years, the cells of your body are completely changed. They're all new, and you become new. And on average, we have to work 50 years today. Today, Social Security, and soon it's going to be, you have to work from the time you're 20 till the time you're 70. Mm -hmm. So in 50 years, you don't want to do the same thing. So most people have three to five careers, not jobs, careers, completely different. So you pivot and do something completely different that sparks your creativity and your imagination, gives you new passions because you've already mastered what you've been doing and that's not stimulating and exciting and fulfilling. You have to pivot and go do something else that you are on a learning curve and you're a novice at and you experiment with and you learn because we as humans have to be on a lifelong journey of learning. We Absolutely. have to learn because otherwise your life is meaningless. If and, and it's interesting. Here's philosophically. My son helped me understand this. You know how you get in a routine and you don't even remember, like, I'm driving to work, I show up at the park, I don't even know how I, I went here. how I even got here, yeah. Right? And what happens is when you're learning and putting, you put down new neural memories. So as you're facing a challenge, you remember it, you learn it, and so the act of learning a new skill puts down memories. But when you're no longer, when you're working on autopilot and you're repeating the same thing day after day, you no longer are learning anything, so you don't put down memories. So you don't even remember it. It yes. didn't happen. And as we get older, the reason we say, God, things are going so fast, is because we're on a routine that we're not embracing new learning. We're not putting down neural pathways. And so therefore, when you get to that stage, it means you've got to shake up your life and do something different and reinvent yourself because you've gotten to a point where your life is on autopilot and we weren't really meant to, as humans to be on autopilot. We're on meant to be on a journey of discovery and innovation and reinvention and embracing lifelong learning. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what I'm doing here. Yeah, and I there's a lot of people in that rut, right? They just get stuck in that rut. And, and you don't even realize, and you don't realize what's happening until you say, Gee, I don't even, you know, what did you have for breakfast yesterday? I don't, I don't know, right? Because it's not memorable enough. What did you do last night? I don't know. Because you're not putting down new memories because you're living in a rut, a routine. And so this is your opportunity to break out of that rut and reinvent your career. And everybody should run away from home, I believe, because that's going to bring you to embrace new experiences, new lifestyles, new learning, new people. And that's what's going to keep you young and excited and looking forward to life. Yes. And, and I love what you said earlier about, you know, not just running away from, but running to. And so I am gathering from what you, you're saying uh, about your story here. You had sort of a vision of what it was you wanted to create. So it wasn't just like, oh, I don't like what, you know, my life looks like in Texas. I want this life, right? 
Right. And and was that something you wrote? Um, do you use you, vision board? My vision what, board. What, what do you my vision board? <laughs> How do you do that? Has white sandy beaches and beautiful houses over the ocean with palm trees all over it. And I was talking to somebody. And they were saying, I said, I'm planning to move here. And they said, oh, you need to make a vision board. So you don't understand. This is my vision board. I've had my vision board for two years. It's come true. I'm here. This is the, the fulfillment of my vision board. And having that clear-cut vision of what you want. And it's been difficult for me because I have a lot of guilt dealing with my mom. I have a lot sure. of personal emotional pain. Um, as you can tell by I'm crying well, whenever I talk not? about it. I mean, yeah. um, and so it's been a trade-off that I have not allowed myself to embrace. And now that her condition has deteriorated to the point, I'm now freeing myself to live again, mm-hmm. to feel alive, and I haven't been able to do that. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of my peers out there who have been listening, caring for family members. It is horrible, but there is hope that you can fulfill your family obligations and still move to a bright and joy-filled life. I'm going for joy. I haven't had enough joy in my life for a bunch of years. I want joy. And even this joy of sitting at Tiny Gecko when nobody's there and looking at the waves crashing and drinking a glass of mineral water, that fills my heart with joy. And that's what it's all about. And so I'm on my journey. I go home in three days and start disrupting lives, adopting out pets, and I'm bringing my two dogs, but I have a kitty I don't know what to do with, and I've already you know, been in touch with the landlord and terminating my lease and telling people about the car, and on Saturday I have an estate sale appointment, so selling my belongings and dealing with what, what, what about the stuff in your life, and the, everyone's biggest challenge is what do you do with the stuff, and everybody's telling me I don't miss my stuff. Yes. Um, and then you have the treasures in life. And uh, my transition, because I have a lot of stuff, is I'm sharing an apartment with a girlfriend. She um, is going to rent an apartment. I said, hey, I'll chip in another $300 a month to get a two-bedroom. I'll be there from time to time because my mother is still living and I still have family sure. obligations, but I'm going to live on this island. And then I can come back. I have a place to stay and I have a place to store stuff until I realize whether I need it or not or deal with it or what to do with it. My brother's going to come and take a bunch of family memorabilia because his house got wiped out, all of his belongings in Hurricane Michael in Panama City. So he lost all of his family treasures that were in the the warehouse. So So he's taking all of my family stuff. (laughs) And, you know, photo albums and scrapbooks and paintings and pictures. So he's going to take all of our family memories, oh, and that will help enrich his life. Absolutely. And every time my son comes, I say, bring an empty suitcase because I'm sending you home with one. <laughs> and so I pack up things, and this time I'm sending him, you know, his baby albums and his all my photo albums because for the last 30 years they've been about him. And, and you know, passing things on and then figuring out what of all that stuff I don't need. And most people say none of it. I have just discovered I have I have beautiful artwork and and because I've lived all over I've lived in Brazil and Spain and Portugal and Mexico and traveled a lot I have beautiful original oils and acrylics and 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 batiks and the watercolors I haven't figured out what to do with yet but I just found out I can take them off of their their um, what do you call the frames and roll them up and carry them in a suitcase and have them reframed or restretched here for peanuts so. 
I've solved that problem. And so I'm going through this methodical checklist. Part of my um, beta test, I've gone and met Dr. Greta, so I have a doctor and went over medication and what I need to do and what records to bring and what I can buy here and what I can. And then I met Dr. Victoria yesterday, who is the dentist. So I have a wonderful dentist. I have a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. So Dr. John Morrow is my chiropractor. So I met him online. And then I have a veterinary. So I went to Isla Animals. And so I've met all those people. That's a wonderful charity. And so I have a vet. And I know how much it's going to cost. And I met Arturo, the vet. And my one dog, Buddy, has he's blind with cataracts and he's completely blind and they wanted five thousand dollars to do cataract surgery in the united states and we're going to be able to do it here for two hundred dollars so i'm bringing him and we're going to have him he can he's see it again sight back i know oh, isn't that exciting oh, that's exciting wow so i'm doing all that planning right now and that's part of my beta test is making sure you have your life set up in advance and then renting my little house was the kind of the culmination of it all. It's like, okay, I made my go, no-go decision and signed a lease yesterday and announced it on Facebook and told people I was selling things, and I'm on my way. <laughs> Yay! Isn't oh, that exciting? I'm so excited for you. And what um, we, we talked about before we got started here was this is just going to be part one of your interview because we're going to come uh, circle back with you, you know, maybe six to 12 months down the road yeah. and be able to see what happens about, about what happened. Really exciting um, story. And I really would love it if you would tell people how they can get in touch with you. I know you've got um, the books that you do and, yeah. and the work that you do in case somebody wants to find you. Do you have a website? Oh, I just happen sure? to have it called my name, Diane Huth, H-U-T-H dot com. And my email is Diane at dianehooth.com. It's real easy. And I've got a Facebook page for career coaching called Brand You Guide or Brand You to Land Your Dream Job. Is um, it you, Y-O-U? Y-O-U. Okay. Uh-huh. Perfect. Perfect. Well, that's uh, that's great because I know there's a lot of people that, that do need um, those services. And when you get here, we're going to definitely have to talk a little bit more about networking because, you know, we, we've made several moves through the years, too. And the first place that I always went to was the Chamber of Commerce. Well, there really isn't a Chamber of Commerce here. So I had been coming here for 25 years, so I had a lot of contacts. But, you know, I mean, there's certainly uh, actually a meetup has indicated there's been some interest for uh, business networking on the island. Oh, wouldn't so that we'll be have fun? I have a meetup group together. in San Antonio that I'm going to dissolve. Well, there you go. So maybe <laughs> we'll just uh, relocate it. Right. And if you have schools and you have a whole school community, um, I find the the where we go to the soggy pass was wonderful. There tends to be a lot of people who drink and smoke a little bit more because it's kind of a bar environment, but that's a group of people. I have met the, the, situ- the, the sisters, sisters of perpetual disorder, disorder <laughs> of, of Isla Mujeres is a group of women, and that's a wonderful organization. And we went to the Naval Club. Yes. The Naval, there's a the beautiful military fundraiser yeah. um, for the hospital that takes place monthly, although I think they're, they're quiet a couple months here. Right, so. but that's a group of women. But and they're that's lovely. Completely different. Yes. And so you, you just try and find different groups of people and get involved. Like Isla Animals is a wonderful charity, and there's many people that you meet through that. So that's less the the drinking and smoking and much more yes. the walking and hiking and outdoor. And then Kai Creamer has the um, group. Yes. has uh, they go cleaning up the the environment and the beaches and the shores, and that's a different group. And so you just keep finding groups, churches. I mean 
they have three beautiful Catholic churches here, and I understand there's a Baptist church. I don't know about that, but I've gone to the the churches. They're absolutely gorgeous, and I'm not Catholic, but I absolutely enjoyed. Um, they had their anniversary celebration, Patron Saint Day, and I went to a mariachi mass, which was magnificent. I put it all over Facebook with mariachi and the church and singing. It was just beautiful, and then they had a food, a little feria outside in front, and people brought in food and sold it, and then they had dancing in the streets with music. It was like, I was the only American there, both nights of the event. And it's like, why isn't everybody enjoying this culture? Probably because they didn't know about about it. Exactly. I I should have shared it. I have the advantage of speaking the language fluently, and I encourage everybody to learn the language where you're going. Absolutely. Because it opens up doors to cultural adventures and people you can meet that otherwise it's very difficult to do. And learning a foreign language today is kids' play. There are apps. There are free apps. or 10 or 20 bucks. And you can really do a wonderful job of learning a language before you come or in the process. So today it's so easy. So learn the language because it is a key to culture. And you can do so many wonderful things when you learn the language. That's kind of my tip for everybody. And do your beta test. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Um, really enjoyed our chat. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited. And I'm going to go pick up a girlfriend. We're going out to have dinner tonight. Awesome. Well, enjoy hey. your dinner. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Integrity Vacation Property Management. Trust. Truth. Results. From buyer's representative services to rental market analysis, staging, marketing, and full-service property management, achieving your goals is our top priority. Visit our website at www.integrityvpm.com and get our free guide, Self-Manage or Hire, a property owner's checklist of issues to consider. Contact us for a free consultation to see if we can help you maximize the return on your investments. Integrity VPM, raising the bar in vacation property management. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit www.overseasliferedesign.com and take the Are You Ready for an Overseas Life Relocation Readiness Quiz. We'd also love for you to become part of our OLR community on Facebook. Thank you for listening.